You guys, I'm so excited. Today I have Zandra Francisco. She is a business coach that helps entrepreneurs go from an idea to profit while balancing their personal growth so they can have fulfillment and profit. She has spent 15 years as a marketing and product development expert for two of Canada's Fortune 10 companies managing 50 and $100 million projects while leading thousands of people. After making the difficult decision to leave the corporate path, she found herself exploring professional coaching and the dynamics of the human psyche. As a co-founder of the Human Potential International, she holds a business comments degree and is certified in multiple modalities on the human psyche and peak performance. The combination of her electric background and personal and professional development translates to a unique and exceptional understanding of people from multi-billion dollar business owners to entrepreneurs that are just getting started in business. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. Me too. Um, so I love your whole idea and take on, um, really looking into the human, the person that's behind these companies. Cause yeah. a lot of times we forget that there's people behind these ideas. And as the entrepreneur, a lot of times we forget, um, I say that in, in <laughs> conceptualized cause that's myself, we forget to take care of ourselves. Um, and at what expense, you know, all these different things. So, uh, what got you, I know this, this sounds like, is it a, something that you felt just called to help a niche? Did you feel these own struggles within your own self? Like what kind of landed you doing this niche speaking and helping other people? Cause I feel like it's so needed. Yeah, for sure. Personal experience. I mean, I think that's what one way or another, all of the entrepreneurs I've worked with over the years, their businesses are colored by their experiences, whether they're doing it on purpose or had never really realized. Uh, but for me actually it was when I left corporate, it was 11 years ago that I left my corporate job. And the year before I left, I experienced a really intense anxiety and it was, it was difficult to diagnose cause it didn't present like that. It was very physical. I had a lot of things going on. So I had a lot of tests and then finally one doctor just said to me, you know, you really need to accept that this is anxiety, which at the time I thought, well, no one had ever said this to me. What are we talking about now? But then when, when I started to research that, so I felt like basically what they were saying is, well, we can't figure out what to do with you. So go figure it out for yourself. That's what I thought they were saying. So when I started to research and oh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to heal myself? I came to a point where I just knew I couldn't continue in my 12, 16 hour a day job that I had at the time and heal myself. So as much as I was identified with my corporate world and I everything was wrapped up in that, I just knew that I had to make this really, really difficult decision to leave and to go heal. And I actually was home for about a couple of months and then I felt this is worse. What am I going to do? I'm here all by myself all day long. What did I do? So then I went and studied nutrition because I thought I need to get out of the house and I need to do something completely different from a high paced, high tech corporate environment. So I thought nutrition, that works. And it was actually there that I started to meet entrepreneurs. I mean, people that had ideas or already had businesses and I hadn't been exposed to that because my whole world before was just people with jobs and, you know, getting better jobs and climbing the corporate ladder. That's all I knew. But all of a sudden I was in, in the midst of these people with all this creative ideas, all these businesses. And I really just started to help them from my knowledge of building products, launching products and product development. And it, it was really just friendly helping, but that turned into consulting, which then turned into coaching. And throughout the, you know, the last 11 years, I have never stopped focusing on my well-being although I did heal the anxiety in eight month period it took me eight months like to do a lot of different things but I really 
stayed the course that I was determined that I was not going to live like this because it was awful. So after eight months of like going through it and no, finally there was like anxiety free day and, and then it continued. And I was like, Oh, I'm really done. And, and it's never come back like that, but I'd never stopped learning. I, I just kept doing workshops and personal developments and working with coaches and mentors and, and learning all of these different things. So I am at a place where I do merge those two and the people that I serve with all of the knowledge of what it takes to be self-aware and to really truly take care of yourself from an inner work perspective, not just take care of yourself from massages and, and facials and all that. Although I love all that stuff, there's deeper work to be done to show up as the best human that you can, which will automatically reflect in your business. So yes, 100%, this is a mix of my life experience that I bring forward to help other people to truly have the best that they can have in their businesses, in their life. That doesn't mean 10 out of 10 across the board in all of your life, because I know a lot of personal development goes down that road. Like you're, we're going to help you and you're going to be like 10 out of 10 everywhere. I have not experienced that personally or with my clients. We are humans. We are messy. We go up and down. We may have this area figured out and then we have a problem over here. And that's part of being human. But we can always be better humans if we actually want to, if we dedicate ourselves to self-awareness. Literally the timeliness of this conversation um, on where I have been on my own journey is just so profound. Um, I found myself three years ago, um, just under three years ago, with some anxiety, something that I had never dealt with. Um, and a very similar uh, thing, doctors saying, well, maybe you should maybe you need medicine to sleep or to, you know, so I've literally been going through this own journey. So I wasn't in the corporate world. I've only been an entrepreneur, but I had major shifts in my life. Um, I moved twice. Um, so I've only been an entrepreneur. And right now, as I'm, as I'm, we're recording this, I still own three companies. Um, and so for me, I have found that I'm, I'm more of a controlling, I'm a perfectionist and yeah. I've done a lot of therapy and a lot of things to be really <laughs> hyper aware of the strengths and maybe the weaknesses of my personality and how to, what are ways I can counterbalance it, right? Um, so I'm a huge believer that, you know, physical health is not just physical health, that that's, that's emotional health and spiritual health and all of those. And, and they, Feed each other, and um, anxiety is a is a big thing, and stress is a big thing that can um, absolutely present itself in a physical way. Oh, so yes. as, as I'm sitting here talking to you, I, you know, I am right now, and I, I do this every quarter. But um, in my own business and my own life, I'm I'm asking myself, okay, where where I'm at, what um, knowing knowing my personality, knowing what, what I need, what I don't need, what more freedom do I need in my life? What makes sense? So I'm looking at profit and loss statements from each of the companies. Like, what am I going to do this, that, like just being able to make decisions. Um, but the root of it all goes back to getting more to freedom and freedom from, from, for me is, uh, not living anxiety, but, but living like day to day, like just being excited and happy and doing what you love, you know? Yes. Um, but I think it's like, a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs they think i'm going to go start a business to get free oh right? yes you start a business and you're like i got this idea and like for me like it's never been like it's all of my companies are rooted in like passion so it's always been like a passion thing a purpose a problem a solve like solve a need to a, a problem solve and then boom 
you know, and I've been so fortunate. I'm so lucky on, and then, and then it's also in the middle of all that learning, growing, making a few, a lot of mistakes. Um, but entrepreneurs, ultimately, a lot of people think I'm going to go start my own business. That's I'm going to have freedom. I'm going to have control of my life. I'm not going to be doing the rat race, the nine to five, the corporate ladder, the whatever. But a lot of times you hear entrepreneurs say like, I want to clock in and clock out. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like someone tell me what to do. I'm tired of telling people what to do, or I just want to leave it at the door. And it's really hard. And especially we're now living in an environment where everyone's working from home. Everyone's working in that model. So there becomes these really blurred lines on working and working too much and not knowing what you need and to rest and recharge. So this is all stuff I'm saying out loud that I've had, I've been on a journey learning myself, you know? Yes. And a lot of times people don't realize it until they hit those, uh, unfortunately they hit those things that are happening in their life, whether it be a relationship problem or health problem or whatever that, that causes some sort of like wake up, like pivotal change that something needs to change. So my question to you with that is, How do you coach people to maybe not hit those barriers? But I would venture to say most people that you're coaching are hitting those barriers because they realize there's a problem, right? Yes. uh, So we're human. So yes, we're probably going to hit those barriers at some point in some area, in some circumstance, right? So I do have on my one-on-one clients, um, a lot of the times they're coming to me because they are hitting those barriers. That's, that's usually the trigger of like, okay, I need some help to get through this. With the new entrepreneurs that I work with, I have a, a group format that I actually work with brand new entrepreneurs to go from like I literally idea to get them out the door to launch into profit. We work on a lot of strategies to help them avoid a lot of those barriers as they move forward. Does they, Do they avoid all of them? Never. That's never going to happen. But I have collected, you know, 20 years of experience to actually put a lot up front. So we're doing the, both the personal development and the business development up front as they're building so that they're aware that they're going to hit some of these things. Because there are main things that, that people have in common when you start a business that it's going to come your way. And you just hit the nail on the head when I want freedom and everybody wants some kind of freedom. That's the number one thing. Then they get into the business. And especially if they're lucky and the business rolls really fast and they start to make a lot of money. That's great. That's amazing. But at the same time, if they do that very fast and they don't have a system in place, they haven't figured out, you know, who do they even need to hire? All of a sudden they need to hire, but they don't even know who. So everything happens so fast. All of a sudden freedom gone out the window. They're working, you know, double what they did in corporate They're They have no life. They're just 100% trying to keep the machine going because the machine got going so fast. And I have worked with quite a few people in that, in that realm where it's like, they're making hundred K a month within the first year. And you would think, great, everything's great. You hit the jackpot, but then the human being gets just run over. So in my group program, there are things that I deal with to prepare them for that kind of launch. Do they all have that? No, but there are things to prepare, which is definitely doing that inner work and understanding the dominance that money can have over us. That once the business is profitable, if you are making, or you're not making money, it's the same, actually, whether you're not making money, you're making money, the core issue of like, what is the meaning of money for you? What's, how do you see abundance? Do you lean towards scarcity? What are the beliefs that are, that are there that, you know, I must work hard to be worthy? There, There's always things there. So 
I have done both. I've worked on preventative measures that I have seen help, not that they haven't had challenges, but I've seen it help tremendously. And then I've worked with people that have never heard of any of this inner work or even looking at themselves as human beings in their business. They come to me in the midst of those challenges. And we actually, together, we do 80 to 90% on the personal side for the first couple of months before we even touch the business. Because the reality is they're on the last, they themselves, usually are a huge part of the business, even if they have a whole bunch of employees. And if they burn out, that business for sure is going to have a massive impact. So the first few months, we're just trying to get that person to a stabilized state, mentally, emotionally, physically. And the things we're dealing with is, you know, the responsibility. Who, You know, a lot of times what I hear is, I could never pause. I could never take a break. I can never, because I have these people I'm responsible for. You know, it's a thing, right? When you're actually paying salaries and these it people are relying on you. It is a thing. It is a thing. Yes. Yes. Right. That's a <laughs> big responsibility. And, and not that I'm saying it's not, it is, but the way that people take that in, that it actually becomes like they're carrying this massive sack on their shoulders. That's how big they feel it is. And when that's happening, at some point, that thing is going to overtake them and they will let everybody down. That's just that's just going to happen. So it's about redefining responsibility and looking at like also then we do have to look at the business. There's people that need to be hired. Where do they need to be hired? Like then we do go and do those actions. But first, I always look at the human being and what's going on and how much they're taking on and what they're taking on, why they're taking it on, what's behind it. And once they do some of that inner work, then it actually the business becomes easier because they start to see the gaps. Oh, I've been doing this job and this job and this job, but I could hire this person and this person and this person. I just never thought I could let that go. <laughs> oh, amen. I mean, like everything that you're saying is is just um, things that I've walked through in my own journey and my own path. But I actually want to back up and ask you a question because I feel like at my core, so I grew up with two entrepreneur parents that worked all the time. And I, I remember distinctively thinking, I am not going to be my parents. Like, I don't want to work. I don't all the time. And here I am an entrepreneur, uh, working a lot and, um, I love my work. And that's the, also the, the hard thing for a lot of entrepreneurs is they love what they do. Yes. Um, so it's, it's easy to, to hit that burnout because you don't, schedule in if you don't, and I say this like I know myself now, if you don't schedule in those times to refuel, rest, recharge, and keep that creative juice running. Um, but I, I think that a lot of people don't even pause before they start a business. I know that I am someone that has the ability to run a company. I'm an entrepreneur because um, I can balance and, and look at multiple different things. But I think a lot of times people don't even look at their personality their, their skill sets and think, am, am I built or designed to be an entrepreneur? And if I'm not, do I have the right people in place that can be a support system for myself? Yes. Yes. I actually had one client that I always remember because he was crystal clear. He had, he had a job and he was starting a business part-time and he said from day one, he said, I'm not leaving this job to just do this, to do the job in a business until this is a business and there's a structure and there's people, I'm not leaving this job. He knew exactly what he want, what he wanted. He's made it happen. He's got this beautiful, amazing company. I, I always say he's going to be the next Steve Jobs because he's just on the roll, but he's been, he stands out to me in like 10 years. The only one that knew exactly what he wanted was totally qualified for it, knew that he never wanted to be a solo entrepreneur, always wanted to have a big business, wanted to how it's going to look. But that's an exception. That's why it stands out. Most people, they just have an idea 
and there's something that they want to do, but they don't even know what is that going to look like in the world? What lifestyle is that going to require? What is that business going to need of you? So I do do a lot of that work up front, which I call like explore stage, which is looking at profit potential for sure of the idea that you have, but also life lifestyle that you're signing up for because different types of businesses have different lifestyles. And also even the word business owner, entrepreneurship, like it, it, it doesn't have a defined definition where it's like, it is this and nothing else. Like you get to actually define that. You could just be an independent consultant for years. That's what I did. You know, I just didn't have a corporate job, but I just consulted, had clients. I created my own schedule and that's a business. That's how I started. And, and, and it really did fit my lifestyle. Cause that's exactly what I needed at the time. I still was in my healing phase and I needed to control how much was coming in. And that may be all you do and you just want to have that freedom not to work for somebody work for yourself or you may have a vision that's much bigger than that and you want a structure you want a lot of people or you may want a franchise there's there's so many options but knowing what are you signing up for in that lifestyle the sooner you know that the better for everybody you and everybody else absolutely because you can plan for it yeah, you can. And, and you're so right. Like you don't know what you don't know. Um, and I have over a decade of experience of running multiple different type of companies, solo entrepreneur companies, um, companies with employees, you know, uh, physical assets, a lot of overhead companies that are all e-commerce and not a lot of overhead. I mean, it's just, and all of those have waited on me different. Yes. Um, and the, and the ones that are the more volatile, um, that, that you have, that I felt, um, during the pandemic or during market shifts or during the volatile ones that do have the employees way more, like you talking about like the, the human psyche and you don't even realize the weight that people are carrying. And, and some, you know, a lot of times people are just like, well, just let it go. Like it is what it is. Like that's really easy <laughs> for someone to say, it's like telling someone that like, oh, I want to lose weight. Then they literally give the advice of just cut calories yes. or just uh, start exercising more. And I teach a lot in business and teach a lot in business finance. And what I can't still stand to is like when people are like, like, I want more money. It's like, well, we'll make more money or cut your spending. It's like, no, like, no shit. Yeah. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's like, like calm like, down, take a breath. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, give me the tactical, give me the, and, and sometimes it just takes that work and realizing that you want to change, that you want to shift and, and where, you know, it's going to be different for everyone, um, whether the, where you live, depending on the business, where if you have kids, what are your priorities in life? Um, what are your wants? What are your needs? And so I just think this is so profound that, um, you're really looking at that and, and being a support system for entrepreneurs. Cause that's not really a thing. Like it's really not. And it needs to be more a thing. We are going to take a quick little break to hear a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by startplanner.com, your tool for a more organized life featured in Forbes, entrepreneur and inc.com. Start Planner was created to meet the demands of today's busy lifestyle, helping you to plan, execute, and organize every aspect of your life in one concise system. Align schedules, to-dos, finances, health, wellness, goal setting, and clear action steps to all work together and drive results. Learn more at startplanner.com. Um, so what qualifies you in your opinion for someone to be an entrepreneur? So my opinion, and it is my opinion, I know people have said I was wrong, but my opinion is a desire. 
If you are sitting with the desire to be an entrepreneur and it's not fleeting, like I thought of it once, haven't thought of it in years, but you, you're either sitting in a job that you've outgrown, you know, you're meant for more, or you just, you know, even if you're enjoying your job, you just, there's this aliveness in you and it keeps coming to you every day. You're thinking, Oh, well, if I did this, I'd love to have this out in the world. Even if it's not a specific idea, but it's like you're daydreaming of what it would be like to have a creative expression out there. That's all your own. And it keeps coming and it keeps coming to me. That right there means that somewhere you're qualified to be an entrepreneur because in a world as big as we are, we're almost 8 billion people. Not everybody's going to have that desire. Very few people, lots of people would be like, no, that's a lot of work. Why would I ever want to do that? So if you are having that desire and it's repetitive, I would for sure pay attention. Now, does what, what does entrepreneurship mean anyways, right? So what are you qualifying for? Now, what's the idea? What is it that you want to build? That's a whole other thing. Now we do go into that explore phase and see you may have a passion, but that passion may not have any market value right now. That may not be something that you can you know, qualify or that you can actually put out into the world. Doesn't mean you yourself don't qualify to be a business owner or an entrepreneur, but that idea may either need to be a, go on hold, maybe an idea for the future, or may not be a viable idea at all. But I'm sure if that desire doesn't go away, there's something else for you to put out into the world. And it can look in so many different ways. You could be an entrepreneur that launches a product, and that's what is typically recognized as an entrepreneur, because you actually have, you know, have a product, you bring it to market. Well, then the powers that be say, yes, you qualify. But you could also be an entrepreneur that creates a service. And instead of doing a corporate job, you're just doing a service. You could be consulting. You could be, you know, providing something for people that you're just doing it on your own. You and Or you could have, all of a sudden, it could be actually a business that you know you need a certain number of people. You need to start building the structure. It could be a physical business. It could be an online business. It could be e-commerce. There are so many different options of the product, the service that you're going to bring to market that you do need to check on a few things. You need to check the profit potential of those things, market uptake. You need to check the lifestyle. You need There's things you need to do to explore it. But if you have that desire and that desire has not gone away, at least for a few months, few years, that for sure is telling you at least investigate what it would be like to bring this idea to market. I mean, I love it. And what you're saying is my, like, <laughs> you're, you're making decisions on data, data yes. as far as your personality, data on financials of a company, data on, because that's that's where I find being someone that likes to be in control, that's where I find a lot of my peace is planning and planning forward using data. Um, so I'm going to ask you another thing, because this is something I see a lot of times when I do business coaching or when I prior to COVID, when I was speaking to a lot of entrepreneurs in, in person, um, the, the ability or the inability rather to value someone's uh, own time, they're, they're trying to start this company and they're not really uh, effectively valuing their time. And I think here where I'm in my world and my life, I'm constantly trying to look at my companies, my profit and loss statements, where is my own time going? What is stealing more like we're all this energetic beings, what is taking energy from me? Is there areas in that that is negative energy that's being pulled that I can put people in place? Um, what is the ROI, right, for my time? Like it might be something that's profitable, but it might not be a high enough ROI to continue it. And I think a lot of times people forget to value their time, their priorities, and I say that they, I've done it as well. I'm not doing it from a place of, I've, not, I've learned, like you have to do that. So 
my question is, how do you value yourself or exchange value in your business? How do you coach people to do that? You know that valuing yourself, I would say, is the number one challenge in transitioning from job to business. I, I've seen it, I would even venture to say 95% of the time. And it actually has to do with the identity so if we peel it back, it has to do with identity of who do you think you are. So when you are in a corporate environment, somebody tells you, this is your title, this is what you do, this is your responsibilities, and then you will align to it. And I did. I was totally like, this is who I am. I am this person, and I love telling people my title, and that's who I identified with. And, and it was safe, and it was guarded, and it was great. It was like, thumbs up, you're doing a great job of being this thing. Then when you start a business, it's up to you. You have to define what that is. So what value are you providing? What value do you have? All of that is up to definition. Now, remember, most people come to entrepreneurship for freedom. So it's it's exciting. Oh, I get to do this. But quickly that excitement turns into fear because, okay, who, who's telling me if I'm okay? Do I run it by somebody? Do I, so, I'm, so I'm going to call myself this and I'm going to call my company this and I'm going to provide this value. And and. Who's going to stand cheering? Who's right? cheering for me? Who's right. cheering for me? Like there's no one in the stands cheering. Right. <laughs> and even who's going to provide the stamp of approval and say, yes, yep. that qualifies that that's a good title. That's a so the value to me, I find that really the first thing that I do and I, in my program, I definitely go into this because I know everybody's going to hit identity and value, but I do go into value issue. Let's talk identity. And, and it, some people may say this is what now we're taking it into like an esoteric world, but it's like, who are you at the core? What is your value? Because if you can get down to having value, truly having value for sitting and breathing, and I know that's a tall order for human beings. We're not good at that because we need to do to do to have value. And that's great. You're going to have value in the doing and other people need to have value in your doing. But if you can come to the core of you're sitting in this chair, you were breathing, you have value, you have, and you have value just for existing. If Every single time that I've brought people down to that level and they've integrated and they've seen it, then we go to the value of, okay, now what's the value of this and this to the market? And that's okay if the market says there's no value here. So you launch and the launch may not be great. And they come back to you in the feedback and they say, actually, I don't like this. I don't like what you've created. I don't have value for it. Then you don't, you don't take it as, wow, I just built this whole thing and I have no value. As a human being, I have no value. Now you can see, oh, let me go back to the drawing board. Where target market? Let me go back and look, what did I do with niche, brand? Where, where do I solve this problem? What happened? But if you don't do that identity piece early on, when things fail, you take that as a human failure. And that takes a ton of people out of business. I, I, I... This is just so profound to me. And um, yes, 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 and yes. I mean, like, I think that you're spot on. So let me finish up with this question. And I feel like, oh gosh, I mean, you could just talk all day long. Um, <laughs> so I want to finish up with this question. You talk about vulnerability has the greatest return on investment. Can you explain what you mean by that? Yes. And, and I know it's a tricky subject because I find sometimes people get that very misunderstood. So vulnerability is something that you cannot do if you haven't done the inner work. That's just, I will stand for that one, that you can call it vulnerability, but it's just you kind of like telling people whatever's on your mind. Oh, oh I'm, I was vulnerable today. I went and told this person that I gave them a piece of my mind. That's great. That's not vulnerability. 
You cannot do vulnerability if you have not decided or, you know, you've made the choice that you're going to go in and do some inner work, see what's going on for you, evaluate your emotions, feel your emotions, see when people are triggering you, what's happening. Why is it that that person upsets me? Why does that person get me going? Really? Um, it's a self inquiry and also like kind of like unraveling the mystery of who you are that takes time. Once you are doing inner work and you're really getting to figure out who you are, what makes you tick, what excites you, what brings you joy, you are going to naturally find things that feel true for you that you find with whether it's one person or it's the people in your company or it's an audience or there's something that you're going to start to feel like, well, I'm not aligned here. I, I'm not speaking my truth with this one person or this group of people. And it's really starting to cause you a lot of pain. There could be, usually there is some fear of what would they think of me if I actually express this truth that I've come to realize really is true for me, or there's some shame in it. There's usually deep emotions with the reason why you feel like you have to keep a part of yourself from, and it doesn't, and not, not that you have to expose yourself completely, but you're starting to get to that point where um, I, there's more pain in keeping this particular thing to yourself than if you were to actually take the courage, because it will take courage to have either a conversation with that one person or whether it's with your employees or with your audience or whatever it is. So vulnerability to me, why I say has the greatest ROI is because you've done enough work behind the scenes that you now can see that there is going to be power and personal power that will be released when you have the courage to be vulnerable and to approach that person or those people and to say, this is my truth. And, and you, and you're going to do that. Yes. With the fear of that may reject me with potentially the shame of like, what if they all think this is really bad, whatever it is, that's still going to be present, but you know that you'll have the courage that it's more important to you to be on the other side of this and to be free than to actually sit in the in the pain of like, I can't, I can't, what if they reject me? That just becomes so much more painful. So true vulnerability does require some inner work. I would never say to somebody, you know, go ahead and be vulnerable because, you know, you sat on it for five minutes. You would actually really want to do some of the inner work, figure out what is really going on for you. Where are those things that are keeping you up at night even that you're struggling with, where you're feeling like you're not really connecting with that other person because you're keeping a part of yourself from it. Or you could be running a business you're no longer aligned to, and you may have to tell your employees, we're going to need to go in a different direction. I can no longer put my name and my brand towards this direction. This is not aligned. And you know that your well-being is just, it's, it's not going to work if you keep going this way. And you're going to have to go in, into that meeting and tell people we are going to rebrand or we're going to do this or that because I can no longer live like this and do this. That takes a tremendous amount of courage. But when it's true, when you've done the work and you know you're aligned to it and you go forward and you speak it, you get a jolt of personal power that the ROI you get on that is massive energy. Like you actually feel like that identity of like, it's like a superhero power in the moment. And I'm so grateful that I've experienced a few moments like that. And I've got clients feedback to me. It's like, there's nothing, it's like a natural high. There's nothing like it that you stand in your truth. And you know, if there is fallout, somebody doesn't agree or somebody says, well, you're wrong or you're this or that, it doesn't matter anymore. The people's opinions no longer matter because you're standing in your personal power. That is true freedom. Love it. I think this is just such a profound conversation. So uh, for entrepreneurs, I can fully believe that you've probably experienced a lot of this stuff. And I hope just by having 
for me being vulnerable today and talking about both of our experiences on our own journeys, that it kind of allows you to maybe do some inner work if you're thinking about starting a business or you're in a business and you feel stuck, right? You feel stuck. You don't quite know that you encourage you to, whether it be personal development or whether it be an operational uh, issue or whether it be a financial issue, that you reach out and realize that you're human and it's okay to need help and ask for help. It's okay to pivot. It's okay to change. Um, and if you need someone, um, like Sandra in your life, where can they find you? Where can they follow you? Can you give them all that information? Yeah. So the best place is actually my website, which is sandraifrancisco.com. And on the main page, there's a free course there. So if you are, have that desire to be an entrepreneur, if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, you actually can go into this free course that helps you to choose the best business idea for you. It does take you through those steps of figuring out the idea. If you don't already have one, looking at the profit potential, market uptake, lifestyle. So all the things we talked about, you can actually do right there. And, and it's helped so many people to fulfill that desire and to at least take that step forward and doing something that has been alive in them for a long time. And if you are an established entrepreneur, you're growing your business, you have questions you want, I'd love to offer you a strategy session. You can actually do that on the site or you can go directly to strategywithsandra.com and it's a, a free 30 minute session. I will love to answer any of your questions. There's absolutely no strings attached. I only work with people that are a match and we know we're meant to work together. If that's the case, great. If not, you're going to have more answers than you had before. You're going to have to, you know, some plans of moving forward. And I absolutely love to connect with you. Thank you so much. And I just want to end on saying this to my fellow entrepreneurs, just know you're not in it alone either. Um, there's other people, there's resources. And um, just know that I am standing here providing this education and doing these podcasts because I don't want you to feel alone. Um, I want to make sure you have these resources, this information. And, and I think that we are our best and we're constantly having people pour into us. And then we also are pouring into other people. So just thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And um, Sandra, thank you for sharing everything that you're doing with the world and with us today. And um, to all my entrepreneurs and to anyone that's thinking about it, I'm cheering for you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. I loved it. And we will be back next week with another episode, you guys. Thanks so much. You can find any links discussed in this podcast in the description below. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and hit the subscribe button. It helps us so much. You can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are here weekly with brand new episodes. See you guys soon.